Now, in the studio, we're joined by a very special guest from the United Nations Development Programme, the lead author of the 2019 Human Development Report titled Beyond Income, Beyond Averages, Beyond Today, Inequalities in Human Development in the 21st Century. So let me introduce Dr. Pedro Conceição, the Director of the Human Development Report Office at UNDP. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Hope that... Your travels are going okay with all the restricted movement or at least concerns about restricted movement with the novel coronavirus outbreak? They're going very well and I have full confidence in the authorities here in in Korea. So I'm very comfortable coming and happy to be here in Seoul. Disease outbreaks are a very human issue uh, as as well as they affect animals, they affect us. Uh, But when we talk about human development, it's a far broader picture. So necessarily, we're going to broaden our focus now. Can you explain to us the Human Development Index in more detail? Sure. Uh, I think to understand the index, we need to step back and understand the concept of human development. And it's based on a very simple but powerful idea that progress is more than just expanding economies. Expanding economies are important, but people need more in their lives to uh, make the choices they need and to make choices in freedom. They need to be healthy. They need to be educated. And so the Human Development Index really tries to capture not only income, but also aspects that have to do with achievements in health and education in a single measure. And actually, you know, just as an aside here, we've been talking a lot about how the viral outbreak could impact GDP. It's always about GDP and economic growth and these big macro figures. And and I often consider that it doesn't capture the individual's experience very well at all, those macro numbers. Exactly. And that's why the Human Development Index seems to be... um, uh, um, not an alternative, but something that complements the information that we get on how well countries are doing if we look only at GDP. Because the Human Development Index does include the size of the economy, but it also has other dimensions related to achievements in health and education. Including the least developed countries, the world has apparently been progressing according to this index over the last three decades. Can you start with that positive note? Yes, it's been a very positive uh, development, a very positive story of um, improvements in the living conditions, in the standards of livings of uh, people around the world. So on the one hand, economies have been growing, uh, especially uh, developing economies, including the least developed countries, as you mentioned. But there have also been very rapid improvements in health and education. So increases in life expectancy at birth have been very rapid, especially in the poorest countries, as well as improvements in education. So the story of improvement in human development is one of the stories of success over the course of the 21st century. Yeah, and the facilities that many of us enjoy today would have been for the super rich three decades ago, for example. But then again, the fact that economic inequality remains this hot political topic as we go into every election, including here in Korea, it's at least playing on this idea that we're still in need of much progress. Uh, Can you elaborate on on? that side of it, the inequality. Right. So uh, on the one hand, there there is much progress that needs to be made so that the countries that are yet falling behind fully catch up to the more developed countries. But I think when you mention inequality, that uh, there's another aspect that is very, very important. It's not only inequality across countries, but also what happens within countries, disparities in achievements in income, health and education within countries. 
that's the aspect of inequality that we tackled in the 2019 Human Development Report in more detail, actually. We might also, by the way, add that it's probably the reason Parasite as a movie has done so well globally. Um, it, it plays on this idea of inequality as well in a very artistic way. I think so. I think it uh, does play to these uh, disparities in achievements in income, health and education that persist in uh, in uh, so many societies. And um, to speak briefly to the messages of our 2019 report, what we emphasize is that there have been progress in basic achievements. Uh, so life expectancy at birth, for instance, as I mentioned, has been increasing quite a lot, driven by reductions in child mortality primarily. But at the same time, we see gaps opening up in new aspects of life that seem to matter more and more to people as we go further into the 21st century. We're not just talking about economic inequality. Something like gender inequality. South Korea ranked 10th in UNDP's gender inequality index and uh, was seen as Asia's most gender equal country. It's obviously relative where you are, though, because lots of women and girls here don't see it as something to celebrate at all, our our situation. Because according to the World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Report 2020, South Korea's Gender Gap Index ranked 108th among 153 countries. Why are even just those two indices different? Because they measure very different things. So the Gender Inequality Index that we publish measures essentially empowerment, women's empowerment on political aspects, on economic aspects, but also, for instance, on reproductive health. So one of the indicators that drives the very good performance of Korea on our index has to do with um, adolescent birth rates that are very, very low in Korea. If you strip these indicators from the gender inequality index, then the ranking of Korea would drop to number 85, actually. So you're right, when it comes to economic empowerment, political empowerment, there are still very large gaps in Korea. But on this other dimension, linked to reproductive health, Korea is actually doing very well. And that's why it performs so well on the gender inequality index. The uh, index, generally speaking, coming back to the, the overall human development index, South Korea was 22nd. What does that mean for us as a nation? It means that it has done very well, that it has made a huge improvement starting with economic growth and income. The economy of Korea on a per capita basis more or less doubled from 1990 to 2000, despite the crisis in 97, 98, and then increased by another 50% from 2000 to 2010 and continues to grow quite rapidly. So that's on the income side, the economic side, but as remarkable have been the improvements in life expectancy at birth as well as on, on education, in which actually Korea today overperforms the average in OECD countries. And if we look a little higher up the list, we find, I'd, I'd be curious to ask if we could do a survey now of all our listeners, which country do you think was number one? Well, I'll, I'll answer that question. Norway, and then Switzerland, Ireland, uh, Germany and Hong Kong. The um, fact that a Scandinavian country is top of the list shouldn't surprise us. They seem to be top of every list exactly. or somewhere near the top of every list. Um, but uh, Ireland is an interesting one. I, I think Hong Kong is interesting because China itself is down in 85th. And Hong Kong's tie with Germany in fourth. Can, can you elaborate a little bit further on that top five? Well, I, I think it reflects, once again, the fact that these are uh, countries that have economies that have been performing very well for many years. But as important are the improvements they have had on health and education components. So the, the countries that are ranked very high are ones in which 
development from a human development perspective has been quite balanced, in which economies have grown, but so have these other aspects of human development. Uh, and that's what's really key to do well in, in, in our ranking, uh, because it's not really dominated by one single dimension. So the message of the Human Development Index is that it's important to make investments in how you have economies that grow, but also how you improve the standards of living of, of, of the population in other dimensions. Well, perhaps it's too hot a political subject for you to comment on, but I find it fascinating that this number seems to speak volumes of why some people in Hong Kong wouldn't want necessarily to join China all the way, given the huge gap between the two sides. But focusing more on the China side of it being in 85th, this is the second largest economy in the world. They need to do a better job of spreading that wealth and, and improving overall livelihood, I guess. Well, I think what this shows is that there are huge disparities when you look within a country. So you have a subnational entity like Hong Kong that has a very different level of human development report compared to the average in China. And this is actually a pattern that we see and document in our report uh, that happens in virtually every country. You have huge disparities. Um, if you take a very high human development uh, country, uh, huge disparities within countries across regions. And similarly, if you take a very low human development country, often you see regions that are actually perform quite well. So it's not actually an unusual, um, uh, an unusual feature of what we see in the data. I don't know how far you want to speculate, but just to finish here, this is the Human Development Index. Are there great threats to humanity, either climate change, pandemics, AI... What would you address as being some things that are more of a future-oriented threat? Well, I think there are threats that we know of, like climate change and the risk that we don't manage technology in the right way, as you pointed out. But as important are the unexpected shocks that we may be confronted with. And the, the, uh, the crisis, the pandemic that we are confronting is an example, but there might be others. Uh, used to think of development as one of these steady state processes in which things just keep getting better steadily, but that's not reality. And Korea here has lived through a major economic crisis in 97, 98. Again, we have the global financial and economic crisis in 2007, 2008. So development is really subject to these shocks and mm -hmm. we are now confronting a new one that is unexpected. And so what matters really is the ability of societies, of economies to withstand these shocks and recover quickly from them. Dr. Concesan, we're out of time. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thanks for sharing some of the findings from your report. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Here in South Korea, perhaps it's worth mentioning that you did express sincere gratitude to the Republic of Korea, as in South Korea, for its financial contribution, which is nice to hear. Uh, Dr. Pedro Concesao is the director of the Human Development Report Office at the United Nations Development Programme.